Hello and welcome to Life Save Her, the podcast. This is a podcast for all of my women, men you can listen to, but for all of my women to come get a weekly dose of some self-care, some self-help, and tips to live the life that you desire. I'm your host, Brittany A. Johnson. I want to set this disclaimer. While I am a licensed mental health counselor and I am going to be talking about mental health and life-related topics, this is not a substitute for therapy. This is an addition, this is a bonus, this is that kind of added support so that you have what you need in and outside of session. If you need a therapist, I encourage you to reach out to different therapists in your area, or you may also email me to get a list of therapists that I may recommend. Stay tuned for today's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Life Save Her, the podcast. I am joined by Portia, and I'm excited to have a conversation with her today. We already started talking before we hit record, and so I feel like I kind of killed the momentum a little bit because I was like, oh, we need to start recording. But Portia, tell us all, tell us who you are first, and then let's see if we can pick that conversation back up about talking about, you know, pivoting, marketing, gratitude, all the things. So first and foremost, Brittany, I want to say thank you so much for inviting me on your podcast. I'm always honored to join spaces with other fellow podcasters and, you know, to just be able to collaborate, right? I think there's this ideology that collaboration only looks one way. So I want to say thank you so much again. I'm grateful for this opportunity. I'm grateful for every single opportunity that comes into my life, right? Because I was someone who did not see or seek gratitude and even just the smallest steps in my life. So I thank you again. So for those of you who do not know me, I am Portia Booker, better known as Portia, the producer. I'm the host and executive producer of Grew a Portia Talk radio show and podcast. My show is featured guests who share their stories of overcoming adversity and how they found an opportunity through that. I'm also a published author. My book is called Finding Grace Within Grief, Her Transition, My Transformation. And it is a personal narrative on navigating my grief journey post the transition of my mother. I'm also in a book anthology that was led by Dawn Earhart Witty. The book is called Believe, a collection of faith, hope, and love, which it it's 18 authors around the world. Of course, I'm here in Ohio, but the premise of the book is to show how each one of us found a spiritual foundation through different ways in our life, right? It's the same language, but different methods of of communication, different ways of finding that spiritual grounding and spiritual connection. Um, I'm also the co-host on the Soulful Conversations podcast with Dawn and Natasha. And I also am a producer on the go. So I have seven podcasts that I currently manage and run outside of my own. And I mean, it's truly been a journey to get to where I am today, Brittany. I mean, Seven years ago, I was a television producer for NBC, and I literally almost ended my life over it because my dream job turned into a complete nightmare. You know, like they say, sometimes be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. Well, I got it. And the dream, what I love to tell people is my mental breakdown led to my breakthrough, to my true calling today. Like I am truly grateful. I couldn't say that seven years ago that I was grateful for my breakdown, but I'm truly grateful for my breakdown because it led to a breakthrough. That mess of my life turned into a message for the masses. And even now, as I'm still navigating this recently new 
grief journey of my mom's transition. It hasn't even been a year yet that my mom passed away. My mom passed away in July of 2022. And when I look at that, you know, I think in our society, there's this negative connotation that Mm -hmm. tends to circle, tends to house grief. Yes. Right. But for me, in simplistic terms, grief is love without direction. I'm going to say that again. Grief is love without direction. I'm making so a note of that. <laughs> when we lose a job, I'm going to just lo- use the loss of a job, right? We're losing, number one, a part of our identity, whether that was for me, it was that TV producer. I was gun ho about working up the corporate ladder, traveling around the world, being this TV producer for this big network. So when that television career ended, when that ladder fell down, who am I? Mm. Who is Portia now that this career has been cut short, right? So here's the grief that settles in, right? Because I was so attached to that title, but I was detached from who I was, right? Mm. And I think with grief, for example, people become crippled by grief because they are so fixated on the loss, right? But look at what is gained through that loss. Truly, I'm grateful for my grief journey. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. grateful for my grief journey for my, te- my television career crumpling. I'm grateful for my grief journey for my mom making her transition because there was a lot of childhood traumas that resurfaced for me when my mom passed away. And I was her full-time caregiver for oh, the last wow. couple of years. And yeah. so I'm no longer a caregiver. I'm no longer a daughter in a sense, right? right. So mm-hmm. how do I redirect that love that I was pushing out, that energy into my mom being her caregiver, how do I redirect that back to me? And I think it's key for us to change our perspective. And that's what I did in my book. My book, Finding Grace Within Grief, was a direct response to all of the individuals who knew my mom, who have lost a parent themselves, a mother Mm -hmm. in particular. And I was tired of them saying to me, oh, poor Portia. She lost her mom. Oh, it's a great loss. And I said, no, 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 no. We're going to see this differently. I'm going to prove it. I'm going to prove that grief is a process, but it does not have to be permanent. I'm going to say it again. Grief is a process. Okay. But it does not have to be permanent. It doesn't have to hold you as a permanent prisoner. Mm -hmm. And and, go ahead. That's a word there because I think, you know, I I lost my mother in 2017. And so many of the people who have been long-term, long-time listeners know that um, when she passed, I was so overwhelmed with grief and not knowing kind of who I was anymore. Um, Just all of the things that you mentioned. And so it led to me, I wrote a book within the first year of her passing. So similar, right? Um, It's not about grief. But I wrote a book because I just needed something to focus on to kind of bring me back to I'm still me. Right. But I do know that for me in any way, grief doesn't have a hold like it did when it when she first passed. But it definitely shows up. And what I've learned through the years is that I've got to let it show up and I've got to let it just go ahead and and be there. And then and then it floats right on by. But anytime I've tried to not have it or push it away quick. It's like, we're going to sit you down because there's something you need in this moment. But I like that you said, like, it doesn't have to keep you prisoner. I like that. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a process. Grief is faceless. We all have experienced grief in some shape or form. Mm-hmm. But I think when it comes to the physical transition or death of somebody, it holds more weight because we're missing the physicality of yes. this person's presence versus looking at another form of communication. I don't know, Brittany, if you have this experience, but I know my mom comes to see me all the time whether it's through Uh Cardinals outside, Hawks, Blue Jays, numbers. I mean, my mom's transition date was 7-7-22 at 10-10 p.m. I'm saying it again. Wow. 7-22-10-10. So if that number sequence, the doubles, doesn't tell you something, Uh it should. Because I'm a firm believer that communication looks different. It's not just, you know, me and you speaking over, you know, doing this podcast. You know, we get signs and messages all the time, but we are so fixated on just a narrow minded lens perspective through our Uh life. So no wonder why we miss all the blessings. No wonder why we're ungrateful because there's so much to be grateful for. But because it's that one little thing that we didn't get or that one little thing that we prayed for that didn't work out for us and truly it did work out for you you weren't ready to receive it yes there, there it again. is you weren't ready to receive it some mm-hmm. of us say that we're ready to receive certain th- like i'm gonna use money for example money's a big one people are like oh i'm i'm praying for ten thousand dollars well let me break it down to you how are you gonna attract ten thousand dollars when you don't even have an avenue in your life to allow that ten thousand dollars to flow well there it okay? is Right. How you gonna yes. Manifest yes. ten thousand dollars when, first of all, you can't even manage ten dollars. Mm-hmm. The minute you get ten dollars, you running to spend it on some nonsense. Right. And right. Instead of looking at that ten dollars, like, okay, do I really need what it is that I'm trying to spend this ten dollars on, or can this wait and accumulate? So I like that. I, I like know, that I example. Whole- Look, I like it. No, it it's all there, but you know. As you're talking and I'm and I'm taking it in and I'm listening, I wonder how much of the practice you had prior helped when your mom transitioned. And what I mean by that is you mentioned, you know, being this producer on on big a big network and then it was gone and then these other things. How, how much do you feel like that kind of prepared you in a sense to be able to have that gratitude that you talk about? to be able to show that now that your mom has transitioned? And that's a good question, Brittany. I'll be honest with you. My television career ending was the beginning of what the heavy grief would look like for my mom. So really it was the foundation, right? I had to go through, I mean, I was going through some mental wellness things too. I mean, I had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. I almost ended my own life because of it. So really, it was that stepping stone seven years prior, well, six years prior. Mm -hmm. So I had already, in a sense, gained a little bit of insight, right, into what heavy grief would look like from losing something that you loved, something that you worked hard to get that nobody gave to you, right? And with Mm -hmm. my mom, my mom's been with me all my life. And so in a sense, it was losing a part of me again, right? Yes, it's like yes. your your bone structure being ripped from your flesh all over again, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's that fresh cut wound. And so for me, 
when I started my gratitude journey, to be realistic with you, I want to say it started in 2021. Okay. When I had my body had broke out in this like psoriasis like rash. Now, mind you, 2021 was kind of still were in COVID times. Yes. And I had reached that point in my career. I was still working in corporate. Where I'm like, I'm tired of what I'm doing. I know there's more to what Portia's life is going to encompass and embody. I just don't know what it is, but I know I don't want to be here no more. Yes. Yes. And so, of course, a lot of times when you're ready to elevate, the universe is going to make things uncomfortable for you to force you to move. And so my skin broke out in this rash. I ended up off work for 52 days on FMLA. And during that time, I really started looking at my life, really starting to find gratitude in the little things like just being able to go out in nature, being able to be off on FMLA and not have to really worry about so much of the financial constraint that FMLA can bring. And when I look back at that time, Brittany, I'm grateful. Like, yeah, it was painful then because my body was itchy. It was Mm -hmm. red. It was all the things gross that you can think of. And, you know, but when I look back, I'm glad that I listened to my body. Right. Because I think a lot of times we are people who continue to push and push and push. Uh we, We push through the pain. And sometimes that pain is like, hey, I need you to pay attention. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's, it's interesting you said that because I had a conversation with somebody recently and even today, earlier today, I was thinking about, I don't even know what I was thinking about, but it hit me that as much as I try not to be, I am definitely a person that listens to, let me say it this way. I try not to be somebody that needs to be uncomfortable before I move, but that is the reality of like who I am. But as I listen to you and I've talked to other people it's like that. That's how it is for most people. Right. Like we get so used to this is our life. This is what we do and that we don't want to change it, even though we know we want more. We Like you said, you know, you're meant for more. But here you are. Here you are trying to stay in that job, in that space. And something had to happen for you to make that shift. And I feel like that's I don't even know how to put it into words for the right now in the second. But I think that's powerful that this is what's happening right now, right? Oh, 100%. I think we land into what I call the hamster wheel of shame, mm-hmm. right? And the hamster wheel of shame continues to go around and round in circles. And so something has to come along and knock that hamster wheel off of its regular circular axis for it to start to move differently, right? Yes. One uh-huh. plus one is always going to equal two. Two right. plus two is never going to equal five. So mm-hmm. something's going to have to change, right? I, I love to use kind of the slope intercept form algorithm, you know, or Y equals MX plus B, right? Uh-huh. We all know our why, right? If, we, if we're trying to manifest $10,000, right? $10,000 mm-hmm. is our why. So Y equals MX plus B. So obviously you have to do some type of work for right. a certain period of time to manifest that $10,000. For sure. Right? It's, it's very simply put, but I think again, our brain, tends to put us in what I call the life jacket approach where our brain wants to rationalize everything instead of going with the flow. And even I still wrestle with that. Mm -hmm. Like for example, some days I don't feel like writing in my gratitude journal, but Mm -hmm. I know 
I know that I need to because it helps to shape my day. It helps to shift my perspective from a place of pessimism to a place of optimism. Yes. So, you know, you still have to force yourself to stay in those routines and those habits, even when you don't want to. Like right now, I'm training for a 5K right now. And I know <laughs> I haven't been like on it the way that I need to, but I'm right. There, right. Yes. Yes. Baby steps. Baby yes. steps. I think we we want to jump right in to land the golden trophy. Mm-hmm. But as we know, to in order to get the golden trophy, you got to start making traction, right? You don't, right. you don't have to be great to start. You have to start in order to be great. I love that. A lot of us don't even give ourselves a chance to try or even a chance to put ourselves into an arena mm-hmm. because we talk ourselves out of it. It's like, you know, one of my friends said it best, like, our our parents trained us to be warriors, uh-huh. not cheerleaders. Right. So if we're trying to be in the arena of success, why are we standing on the sideline? A lot of us right. are on the sideline of our own life. Yes. I, you know, and I think about that. I think I, I'm starting to think that there's, that there's a link between we've already worked hard, air quote, to get to where we are. So then when it's time to make this pivot, it's like, I don't want to go do that same hard work again. So it should just automatically happen. Mm-hmm. And then we end up becoming cheerleaders, as, you know, to your point, instead of warriors. Yeah. Right. I sort of think there's a link there now. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Because there's this ideology that, OK, I'll use me for an example. Right. I was a TV producer for a big network, but my time there was very short. But mm-hmm. during that time of me being a TV producer, I learned a lot in that short six month period. And yes. so I was able to take the skills that I learned in order to become the producer who I am today, where I have seven podcast clients. Mm-hmm. And some of my clients, I wrote the scripts for their shows. I mix and mastered their music. You know, I coached them on how to host their shows. Nice. I've gotten them, you know, interviews with people who they've wanted to have. So again, I had to go through that experience in order to gain the skills and the confidence in order to stand before you today. I've had to go through the school of hard knocks, mm-hmm. but I'm a firm believer that there's there's a good book. And some people may know this book. It's called The Game of Life by Florence Scovel Shin. It's an old book, ancient book. But one of the things that she says in that book is man is not your enemy. Man is not your friend for mm-hmm. man is your teacher. And when you think about every event Every person, every situation in your life is a learning experience. So if you don't want to be a student for life, then I guess you you don't seek a life of abundance. Right. Right. So when it comes Uh to pivoting, you have to adopt that student for life mindset. Mm -hmm. And even I still wrestle with that. Right. Yes. Yes. One of the things I struggle with, very transparent, is asking for help. Like last year in November, I thought I was having a heart attack, but really it was two panic attacks within 24 hours that I had. Oh, wow. I was afraid to tell my coaches. Now, me and my coaches, we have a standing call every Mm -hmm. Tuesday at 11 o'clock. And I had to really have a heart to heart with myself like, Portia, why can you and all your coaches all laugh together, but you can't all cry together? And I said, that's deep. And, And when I did tell them, they were grateful. Yes. And I told them because again, I'm letting them know, hey, this is what happened. 
Mm-hmm. I don't feel ashamed that obviously some things have happened and I had yes. to admit that I've been doing too much for too long and the stress kind of, you know, caught up with me like, you uh-huh. know, those debts that you've been trying to die. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it, and it'll do it every time. It'll do it every time. Yes. So look, I want to sit here and talk to you forever, but I try to keep these podcasts short. So before, as we start to wrap up and wind down, can you talk to us about what made you go the gratitude route, right? So people go different routes when they are making their pivot and when they're trying to keep themselves balanced. What what made you go gratitude? That's a good question. I don't think I've ever been asked what made me go the gratitude route. I would say gratitude found me. Okay. And the reason why I say gratitude found me is because I was someone who, again, I wanted the big things. Yes. Right. I was chasing all of the success through the money, Mm -hmm. through the title, through the excursions, through all of these things. But I was neglecting the things I already had. Like, you know how they talk about how your network is your net worth? Yes. That really hit home for me within the last two years because my business really started to take off being a podcast producer last year after my mom passed away because my clients came to me, believe it or not, by word of mouth. Word of mouth is what garnered me the clients who I have today. I believe and it. I'm And I'm grateful. I'm <laughs> grateful that... I've built such rich connections with people all over the world, right? We take so much for granted. And so my sister, it's funny, my sister bought me a gratitude journal Mm -hmm. last year, or was it 2021? I think it was, uh, yeah, it was the beginning of 2022. So it was Christmas of 2021. And I started writing in it in 2022. Okay. And I, it was a three line thing. I am grateful. Or I'm thankful for. And I started off with the simplistic things, right? Yes. My family, food, water, mm-hmm. shelter. But then now when I look back on that, not to say that my, my gratitude list was minuscule, right? Because at the time you have to ease yourself into it. Right. Yes. Now my gratitude journal this morning. I had a debt forgiven that was seven years old. A $600 debt was mm-hmm. forgiven. So I'm grateful for that, right? Because yes, we all seek for sure. forgiveness of some sort. So I had to start small. Mm-hmm. And, and then, of course, with my mom making her transition, that really helped to strengthen yeah. my gratitude journey because I'm grateful for the legacy and I might get emotional. I'm grateful for the legacy in the life my mom had. I'm grateful for her keeping her foot up my butt to get me to where I am today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we we miss those things, right? Yes, so I'm for grateful. Sure. You know, some people know this story, Brittany, but my mom, I held her hand when she took her last breath. And one of Thanks. the things that I'm forever grateful for is I don't know what made me think to do this. But within the last 10 minutes of my mom being alive before she opted into the morphine drip, I recorded our last conversation on my phone. So oh, that's amazing. So whenever I need to hear my mom's voice, I have it. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I listened to my inner voice and said, hey, record this. Hey, yes. Record this. So my gratitude journey has opened up so 
many doors. I mean, I like before we just started this conversation, I just came home from Florida from being mm-hmm. on a retreat where I was one of the speakers. A year ago, I was working a job that I hated. And a year later, I'm speaking on stages in other states, impacting wow. the lives of other people around gratitude. And I, and I got booked for another speaking engagement while I was there. So yes, of course. Yes. Cause gratitude and, and, and the, the energy that you have around you, it makes sense. I can speak about gratitude all day. Like yeah. I literally, my soul mother, shout out to my soul mother, Dawn and Natasha, they call me the gratitude queen uh-huh. because I can find gratitude in any situation, even in grief. I am Portia, the producer y'all. Thank you so much for coming on. Tell the listeners where they can find you. I'm going to put it. I'm going to put in the show notes as well, but let them know where they can find you. Absolutely. So again, thank you so much, Brittany, for inviting me on. So those of you who want to follow me, um, I am on Facebook, Portia Booker. I am on Instagram, Portia, the producer, all one word. I'm on LinkedIn, Portia Booker. And literally you can Google my name, Portia Booker, and you will find me. Literally, I am Googleable. So you will find me some type of way. You want to email me journalist pab at gmail.com so yeah let's connect let's collab let's talk let's let's get you started on that gratitude path Mm because a life without gratitude is a life of lack i love it that's perfect last words i'm not saying anything else until next time guys thank you for listening to today's episode i hope you found the episode insightful and helpful to you on your journey As you all know, podcasts are rated by the number of subscribers and the ratings that they receive. So don't forget to hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this at and also leave a rating and a comment. I welcome all comments. Also, make sure you head over to the different social medias, Instagram at Brittany A. Johnson LMHC, Facebook at Brittany A. Johnson, and even on LinkedIn at Brittany A. Johnson LMHC and follow so you can stay connected to what's going on. Talk to you soon.